then you want better results, you need to learn how to put the right inputs and the right principles to get you there. And so that's what we'll be learning. When I was in high school, I have a, I have a friend. Uh, we, were, um, we went to eat um, a meal with the pastor of our church. And it was like a big deal. You know, we never went to the meal with the pastor. And, and, and as a teenager, I thought it was pretty cool, pretty exciting. And so when we were there getting ready to eat, the pastor asked my friend, Jerome, he says, hey, would you pray for the meal? And, and you guys ever been in a meal and it's kind of awkward, you know, like, you, 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 do I pray? Do I not pray? And, you know, I don't know if somebody else prays. Well, anyways, the pastor asked my friend, and he's like, oh, man, the pastor just asked me. And he, he told me his thoughts during the time. He's like, I was thinking, like, I'm going to pray the best prayer I've ever prayed in my life. So, he, so we all bow our heads, and he starts praying, and he keeps praying, and he keeps praying, and keeps praying. And it was a really good prayer. He was excited. But he finally says, Jesus' name, amen. And he's so proud, thinking the pastor's going to be like, Jerome, that was like the best prayer ever heard in my life. Good job. But that's not what he got. The pastor said, Jerome, you know if you pray more often in your life, you don't have to do it, you don't have to cover it all for for lunch. (laughs) He's like, all right, I felt really small. It was hilarious. So I learned at a young age, in public, a good rule of thumb is when you pray in public, the shorter, the better. All right? So it's good. When you're praying for food, you're blessing, blessing God for the food. Man, you don't have to keep it long. You don't have to go long and keep it short. Um, we tend to go long when we don't, you know, pray at other times. So I encourage you to, uh, yeah, to learn these lessons. You know, I would learn growing up, like, the first thing you should do is you should be inviting God to lead you in your day, maybe some prayer, reading the Bible. Um, I don't know about you. Sometimes it's really hard getting out of bed uh, to pray. Well, if, if anything else, I'm going to give you a prayer that I heard a guy pray and uh, or saw that a guy prayed. And maybe this is one. You might want to get your phones out and take a picture of this because this might be the If you hear nothing else, maybe this would be a good start for you, all right? Here it is. It says like this. So far today, God, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I'm really glad about that. But in a few minutes, God, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more of your help. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. If you can't find any other prayer, just say a prayer. A prayer that's prayed sincerely is better than no prayer prayed at all. Now, when you, when you start with just something that you have, just start. That's one of the keys for prayer is just start. Start where you're at. God knows your heart, and he, wants to, he just wants you to begin to engage. And we're going to see why it's so important. Um, so just start. Grow in, and then here's my thing is, is in this series... I'm going to be saying things that are going to be brand new for some people. It's going to be a repeat of maybe you've already known. When it comes to prayer, there, there's no such thing as a finish line. You can always grow in your ability and your, 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 um, your, your, your skills of prayer. You can always grow. I'm growing all the time. Um, I, I, feel I'm, I feel like I'm getting better at it. Uh, but the thing is, I, I used to think one of, my, one of the understandings I had wrong is there was like this finish line. And I was always trying to get there. I should be praying two or three hours a day. Like that's the finish line. And then I would feel guilty because I could never get there. I couldn't even get to one hour, sometimes even 10 minutes. And so when it comes to that, just start somewhere. In the series fit, we challenge you, just start with five minutes. Start with 15 minutes of your day. Read a verse and pray a prayer. Just, just learn some of these tools. We have some tools online also to teach you and, you and guide you that. But we're going to be talking about some of those through this series. Um, and this is why it's so important for us because we all know, we all know that we, I, 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 it's safe to say everybody in this room wants a better, better something in life, a better marriage, a better, better relationships with, with people around them. We want, we want life to work. Uh, we want success. We want blessings. In fact, a lot of our prayers are tied around blessings. It's not a bad thing, but we're going to say in the weeks to come, we'll show you why it's not always the best to start there. But God doesn't, how many of you guys want to be blessed in your life? You want blessings in your life? Yeah? We all want that. Well, here's the thing. Prayer can lead to all of those things. And it, it does. 
Uh, prayer works, and we're going to be talking about that. And so I know we all, we all want that. So what would it look like if we did it the way God wants us to? It would be more effective, more beneficial. In fact, the Bible says an effective prayer, that, that a prayer of a righteous person is very effective. Like it, it avails much. It, 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 does, it accomplishes a lot. So when you're doing it God's way, you'll be able to accomplish more uh, than doing it on your own. And so we're going to learn that. What does that look like? Um, so for, the, for, for Jesus, he taught a lot in prayer. Um, he, 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 he told stories about it. He, he said he, he gave parables of, of how prayer should look and what we should do. Um, and one, one scripture, actually in Luke 11, uh, 1, it says that one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. So we talk about rhythm in 17. Jesus had this rhythm. When it says certain place, it's referring to some place that he most likely went a lot. And the disciples were just used to that. He snuck away from the crowds, got there, and it was part of his rhythm. Well, he went alone to play in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. It's like John the Baptist, he teaches his disciples, teach us to pray. The disciples asked Jesus to teach. And here's the thing. Jesus didn't teach them all these other things. He told, taught them a lot of things. But specifically, he said, they said, teach us to pray. And this is how he responded. Um, in, in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, we find this prayer. Uh, it's known as the Lord's Prayer. Or maybe you have a Catholic background, Our Father. Um, I, I think maybe a more appropriate would be a disciples prayer because Jesus was giving it to the disciples to pray uh, and giving us the tool to be able to do this. And so he says in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, this is what Jesus said. This then is how you should pray. This is, the, this is what the prayer that he gave his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It only takes 21 seconds on average to say that prayer. 21 seconds could change your day, could change your week, could change your life if you will learn how to pray the way God wants us to. So praying that prayer the way I just did, that's not bad. It's, it's, it's a prayer he gave. But I, I believe there's something more than just the words that he gave us. It's, it's a pattern. It's a guide. It's a template that we can borrow. It's a model that we can say, all right, in this prayer, what is Jesus really telling his disciples? What is he teaching us? So if we went in and we broke it down, it, it, he's saying this. He starts off with our father. He's saying connect relationally. Make sure you connect relationally. It's about relationship. See, our father. You're recognizing that God is God, that he's a father. He, he cares for us. It's about relationship. Um, in, in the Bible, it says that God walked with Adam and Eve. The idea is they had relationship. Like when they're walking in the garden together, they're talking, they're joking, they're laughing, they're having a good time. It's about relationship. The whole point, in the beginning, God created, created man, uh, male and female. He wanted a relationship with them. And then because, because they disobeyed, that relationship was broken. He still wants relationship. So he sent his son to fix that relationship, to get us back on track, because he wants us to have relationship with him. So we can say this, prayer is about relationship. Prayer is about relationship. When we pray, it's a communication. It's a communication between us and God. Um, I, I found it very interesting that, that even people that would claim they're atheists, a high percentage of them actually pray on a, on a, on a regular basis. Like they, they still pray even though they don't necessarily don't believe in a God. There's still prayer involved. It's one of those universal things that, that prayer is taught all around. Well, I want to come back to where Jesus says, this is how you should pray. Start off connecting with God. It's, it's about relationship. Um, you know, sometimes people say, when I pray, my mind drifts. Well, one of the things I learned, because I, I sometimes have that tendency is, as, as I start praying and I start thinking about things, it's, um, it's easy to start thinking about other things that are important for the day. If you get a little, your, your phone out, your notes, or you get a, a pad of paper, and as those thoughts come, just jot it down and then keep praying. 
uh, that, that can help me focus. But, but really, if you're doing it right, what I find a lot of times when you're doing it right, you're praying correctly, you, your mind doesn't drop, drift that much. When I'm communicating with my wife correctly, my mind doesn't drift, doesn't drift away because she'll let me know when it drifts away, right? It's like <laughs> she's talking about dinner, and I'm like, ooh, I should go get something over there. And it's like, where'd you go? I'm like, hello, I'm here. Well, you do that too often. Eventually, you hurt relationships, and they just stop talking to you, right? And, or they, you get in a fight, and then they leave, and then you don't get dinner because you just you know, weren't paying attention. So the same thing with God. If we ignore a person that we're talking to, we don't listen, we, we, our mind drifts. It's just an indication that there's, there's something that's not correct there. Um, and this whole message, just so you know, not about guilt. Don't, don't hear that at all. It's about giving you a, a way and understanding of saying, okay, in relationship with God, man, how can I learn to do this better so my mind doesn't drift, so I am focused, so I can see pr- prayers answered. So start, start with God, connect relationally. The second part of it, so he's in our Father in heaven, and he's hallowed be your name. We don't use that word hallowed in our language. I don't, I don't at least. Maybe you do. And you walk around during the week like hallowed. That's awesome. Um, I don't. So it just means holy. It means set apart. It, it's essentially saying that like, this name is unique. It's special. Like our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name should be like worshipped and adored. Like there's something about the name of God. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the different names that, that there are, we find throughout the Bible that, that help teach us about God's nature. Amazing. We're going, to, we're going to talk about some of those. And, and as you learn those, you can even insert those in, into this part, and which we'll talk about in a while. But essentially, when you're saying his name, you're saying there's power in that name. There, there's power, creative power. In the beginning, God, he spoke, right? And he started everything. And that same power to create uh, the, the light and darkness and, and the heavens and the earth that same power can still speak into your life, into health, into your bodies, into health, into your marriage, and, and to fix those things. There's power in his name. And so he's saying connect with God relationally and then recognize that it's, it's, it's about him. There's, there should be this, this reverence. There should be a, a place where we say, God, you're, you're a good God. I, I respect. I honor you. Uh, I, run, I run to your name. I'm running to you today because you're a good father, and your name should be, should be holy. So I run to you. The next part of it is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Some translation on heaven, uh, on earth. Some say in, in earth. I like in earth. It's pretty cool because you're like saying in earth, like in me. Like let your kingdom come, your will be done in earth, in my life as it is in heaven. So you're inviting God. What you're saying is I'm going to pray your agenda first, God. So the, the next part of the, the pattern God that Jesus is giving us is saying pray his agenda first. And this is important. Because if, if you're like me, a lot of times our, 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 um, what we do right away is just say, God, I need your help. I need this. I need this. I need this. I need this. Well, he's saying, would you recognize God? And then would you say, let your will be established. Let, do you, what you want to do in my life. And when we do that, it actually begins to help us pray better. Because if we're just praying our, our will and our agenda all the time, we actually miss out on maybe what God is trying to do. But when we invite him to say, lead us in this time, help us through this, it'll actually help us to, to pray better and, and to get the answers we really need. So pray his agenda first. Um, prayer is all about partnership. Prayer is about partnership with God. See, the thing that, that, that God, um, he put a limitation on himself, and his limitation is he will not work, he will not force his will upon earth upon anybody. He uses people to accomplish his will. He uses people to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. He's not going to force you. See, Adam and Eve, he gave them the choice. You can, do, you can follow my will, my way, or you can go your will and your way, your, your choice. And when Adam and Eve chose their way, they broke relationship. They, they caused destruction. They caused hurt. They caused all that to, to, to happen. Um, your kingdom come, your will be done. 
You know, this, this uh, past week, um, one of our overseers, Carl Bauman, on Tuesday, he passed away, um, and he went to be with the Lord, um, dear friend of mine. And uh, we found out that end of last year, that he had stage four cancer and um, um, progressed really quickly. And it came, came on pretty suddenly and just, just went really quick. Well, my prayer when I first found out was, God, please heal him. Like, we, we want Carl around. I mean, he's ran a good race. He's done a lot of great things. But if he stays a little longer, that's great because he's helping our church. He's helping me. He's helping a lot of people to know about him, about, about God. Um, and my prayer was, was heal him. But in the middle of that, I'm also saying, but your agenda is important too, God. Whatever you want to do, you do what you want to do. So heal him. That's my prayer. Heal him, God. But if the, if the healing's not in, in, in your plans right now, then would you at least take him fast so he doesn't have to suffer? And our conversations we had, he told me, Eric, I'm at peace. Like, it, like the doctor told him, there's no, there's, there's no hope for you. It's too late. We discovered it too late. And so Carl said, outside of a miracle of God, I will be going home soon. And he said, that's not a bad thing. I'm sad for my family, but I'm ready. Um, Carl ran a good race. He's done incredible things. Carl's been a pastor longer than I've been alive. Um, so to have that kind of wisdom poured in me was just a gift and awesome. But in that, we pray that, God, your will be done. And it's a partnership with you. I'm trusting you. It's about relationship. See, see, cancer is not from God. Don't, don't misunderstand me. God didn't take Pastor Carl and make the cancer that, um, but the cancer ran, it, ran its course. Cancer is a result of sin. That's not God's original intention or his will. Cancer, it sucks. It literally sucks the life out of you. God didn't design that way. He never designed us to, to, to eat the things we eat and to put things in the food that we put things in. And that's a result of our choices. And in that, yeah, we prayed, God, would you heal him? Uh, but the results of, of, of the consequences of what, what sin entered the world, it ran its course in his life. I'm not saying Carl sinned, and because of that, he, he died because of the sin in his life. I'm saying sin in general causes death. The fact that there is sin, it will lead to death. But, but we have a bigger and a better hope than that, because even though death will come for all of us, What's after that really should be our focus. And Carl was not, a, not afraid of death because he knew he ran a good race. He focused on the right things. He helped the people that God called him to do. More than that, though, he had a relationship with God where he led him and said, your will be done. And that was his prayer also. God, you do what you want to do. And throughout the Bible, we see that. Sometimes amazing people that are doing amazing things, God takes them early for some reason or takes them, takes them at the time they're supposed to be. And we have to just trust God, you are doing you're doing what you want to do in that. And I believe all the people that he poured into will continue to do what you're doing. It's not like God is saying, I need Carl here for the rest of, rest of ever. He said, no, now he's, he's taught people. Go do what he's taught you. Go do. There's a reason he was in your life. Get those things and, and carry them and take my message. So it's about partnership with God. You know, when it comes to partnership, one of the things I think of is alignment. You know, if you ever, have you ever been in a car uh, that's out of alignment, right? Anybody? And you, we take off your wheels, off the, uh, your hands off the wheel, what happens? The car just, like, starts driving itself to the, you know, if it's really bad alignment, it's going to, like, take you to the, you know, into the oncoming traffic or into the, 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 um, the guardrails, right, or into over a cliff. Alignment. Prayer is about partnership. And when I think of prayer about alignment is, is in our lives, we don't, things don't function as good as they could when they're not in alignment. Like, a car that's not aligned, it's going to always be pulling. But more than that, it's making the car work a lot harder, which means parts are going to go out faster Things are, life is just not going to work as good as it could. And in our life, the same way, we're not in alignment with God. We drift. We drift in our own plans, in our own ways, because we're left to ourselves. We, we decide to follow our own will. Prayer is a way of saying, all right, I want to get back on track. Help me to get aligned with what you're doing. And in this time, with, with even praying fast crawl, I'm saying, God, let me be in alignment with you. 
Let me pray the things you want me to pray um, and, and do that. We'll be leaving after service to go um, to a memorial service, and some of our team has already gone up that way to, to be there to honor him and, his, and to love his family, and uh, we're, we're, we're excited. But it's about partnership. God, we trust you in this. Um, but it's about will. God is saying in this partnership, um, you, can, you can follow my will or you can follow your will. And prayer is about saying, God, I want to trust you. Um, I, want, I, want to lead, I want you to lead our ways. Because our prayers release God's will on the earth. Remember I said he doesn't work, he doesn't work through anything except he, he works through people to accomplish his will. You know, in the Old Testament, God needed a spokesperson for the people of Israel. So he put, put in this lady's heart named Hannah to pray for a son because she couldn't have a son. And she prayed and said, God, would you give me a son? And out of that prayer, Samuel was birthed. And he became a very, uh, a very significant voice to the people of Israel. And throughout the Bible, if you, if you pay attention and watch the stories, out of these prayers, God is accomplishing his things. And sometimes they're in a hard situation and God, they, they begin to pray and then God responds and it actually turns into some really great things. So even in the middle of hardship and struggle, prayers are, are said and God brings about the answers. Sometimes in generations, sometimes in a few years and sometimes many years. But it always happens but prayer is always that first step to seeing God's will begin to unfold. So if prayer is about partnership, we need to learn to pray correctly because then we're getting in alignment with God. We're partnering with him to accomplish what he already wants to accomplish on earth. The next part of it is our daily bread. So give me this day of my daily bread. The psalmist says, would you give me enough? Don't give me too little because then I'll be tempted to still. Don't give me too much because then I'll think it's all about me and I'll get the credit. Just give me enough of what I need. It's kind of this idea here. Give me my daily bread. God, give me today what I need. Give me the, 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 the nourishment I need a day to accomplish what you want me to accomplish. It's, be, it's about being aware of what God wants to do. It's about provision for this day. And God wants to give you enough of what you need. And the better manager and steward you are of the things he gives you, the more he can trust you with. So I believe God's already given you enough to accomplish what you need to. Most likely, we just haven't managed it right. Like he's given me what I need to accomplish. I just haven't managed it right. And that's why there's stress. That's why there's tension because I haven't managed it well. When I learn to learn to, to have that balance of saying, okay, what, what are these things that God wants me to do with this? How can, I, how can I learn? Maybe God doesn't want me to buy all the newest and greatest things all the time because they're not really not that important. And maybe I need to shift some of that to, that, that my finances to another area and use wisdom in that. It's about, it's about partnering with God and saying, in this, give me, give me my provision I need. Essentially, daily bread, when you're, saying, give, you're asking God to give us your daily bread, you're saying depend on God for everything, on every need. Just depend on him. That's okay. Make sure you do that. The next one is forgiveness. Um, that's about keeping your heart right with God and people. Right? Forgive us to this day our, our debts as we forgive those who have debts against us or our trespasses or our sins, whatever word you use there. You're essentially saying, God, forgive us of, of our part of this. You're making things right with God. And then you're saying, and forgive, you know, we've, as we forgive those, we're making things right with others. This is, this is key because God is saying if you're going to um, – prayer, prayer is about health, Right? And so he's saying he, want, he wants you to be healthy with him, a relationship with him. He wants you to have a healthy relationship with him. So that starts in prayer. In fact, when we start a relationship with God, it starts with prayer. It's about confession of our sin, of what we've done wrong. That's the starting place. It, it comes from the heart where we're believing this. It starts with prayer. Our relationship with God to make things right starts with prayer. And then in prayer, he's saying, and then pay attention to these relationships. And when you pay attention and you're healthy in, in our relationship with God, in our relationship with others, there's that little cross point, right? That little place where the two meet. That's like the sweet spot that God shows up and blesses those around you and blesses your life because you're aware of it. So prayer is about health. 
Prayers about health. The next one is after you ask him forgiveness, he's saying, then you, you pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is about protection, about victory. He's saying, uh, essentially, take a stand against the enemy. So you have an enemy that, that hates your guts and wants to destroy you. You know, as Christ followers, when you sign up to follow Christ, the enemy of God becomes your enemy. You're now the enemy of, 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 of the devil, and he wants to take us down. Like, he hates us. So he's going to look for ways to take us out and take us down. And God is, Jesus is saying, pay attention, because there's an enemy. There's a bigger thing going on. It's not just what you see. There's the unseen. There's, there's a spiritual aspect that's going on. And in this, he's saying, take your stand. It's okay. Pray and ask God, lead me. And lead me not into temptations. You're saying, lead me, I'm, lead my life. When God's leading, he's not going to lead you into temptation. He's going to help you be an overcomer. He's going to deliver you from the evil one. And here's the great thing. When you begin to pray this way, you're not freaking out at everything that comes your way. In fact, when something hard comes against you, you can actually think of it as a gift that God's given you. Because when you're facing something difficult, what God is saying, I think you have what it takes to overcome this. And when you overcome it, you now give hope to everybody around you that saw you go through that. And they celebrate with you. And then a lot of them turn towards God and say, wow, that's pretty awesome. God helped them in that. Because God will not give you what you cannot bear. His word tells us that. He will not give you what you can't can't stand under. He's not going to put a heavy burden that's going to crush you. He'll only give you what you can bear. So if you're going through something and you think, man, this is really tough, God believes you can get through it. So just keep walking. Keep going. You won't. Don't stop. It's about protection. It's about victory. And in that, God is saying, I want to give you victory. And the last one is this. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. Amen. Essentially, we're ending with saying it's all about you, God. It's all about you. Remember in the Bible, in the beginning, God, it starts with God. And then the prayer, he's saying, and then end with God. Come back to that place where you say, all right, it's all about you. He's saying, have faith in God's ability. So connect relationally. Recognize the power in his name and he can accomplish things. Pray his agenda first. Ask for provision. Ask for help. All those things are good. Make sure your heart is right with, between God and be, between people. And then ask God for protection and victory in that. Um, and then make sure that you have faith in his ability. Recognize and pray, God, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. And so here's the final thing I'll say is prayer. Uh, not the final thing. One of the other things I'll say about prayer is prayer is about priority. Prayer is about priority. Here's the thing. We find, we find time for things that we think are important. Uh, how many of you guys watched Super Bowl last week? Well, I, I thought more of you would watch the game. I know you're all Dallas fans, but, you know. Hey, which, by the way, this series might help you guys out next year, right? Just hint, hint. Uh, just kidding. I don't think I'd answer those prayers. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Dave, yeah, Dave's not even here. Dave's not here. Um, prayers about priority. If you watched the game last night or last week, I thought it was a great game. I wanted Atlanta to win also. Uh, Lucas, you in the room? Lucas might be in G-Kids. We had a couple guys, fans. He already asked last week, um, any Patriot fans? And you all booed Lucas, poor guy. He's like the only guy. Him and uh, Victor were both like, yeah. And everybody was like booing. You couldn't hear the cheers over the boos last week? Man, but they won. So, and then everybody else felt bad. All right. Anyways, if you watch the game, you know, it starts at what, kickoff 4.30 or so. We start a little earlier watching some of the pre-stuff, 4 o'clock. It ends about, what, 9.30 with all of the celebration, 9.45, 10 o'clock. That's six hours of your life, right? How many of you guys gave six hours of your life to watching some guys in stretchy pants tackle each other? I did too. I'm not trying to put guilt on you. It was, it was fun to watch those guys, yeah, tackle each other, and it's, it's good. Um, 
The point is, we find, we find the time for things that we think are important. And prayer is about priority. It's really God is saying when you pray correctly, you're going to make it a priority in your life. Um, it, 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 because here's the thing: you can't, you can't make time. You, you can only manage your time. You can only find time to do this in your, in your. Um, you can, you can learn to do this better. Um, here's the thing too with, with, with prayer. What I'm teaching, you don't have to do these things. You don't, you don't have to start these schedules that are going to overwhelm you, make you feel more guilty. Um, that's not the point of that. You don't have to even do anything. I, I ask. All I'm saying is, if you want things to change, you have to be willing to say, God, I want to learn. I want to make you a priority in your day, a priority. A lot of you have done really good this week. Coming to church on a Sunday, that shows you have made a priority. That's great. You're inviting God into your week. Now, what would it look like if every single day you made that priority saying, God, I'm going to invite you into my day, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to do it. You'll get better results. I promise you'll get better results. You'll have greater impact with your life. Um, You'll see better things happen if you do it God's way. So prayer is about priority. Make it a priority. That's my challenge for this series. Would you just try it? Just, tr- just, just, put, just test me on this. Just try it this week, every, every single day. I, if you can, multiple times, I would, I would pause and, and use this prayer, which we'll finish talking about. Uh, so the last part of the, of, the, of the Lord's Prayer, all right? It's our Father in heaven. He ends saying, yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory forever and ever. If you can't remember the whole Lord's Prayer, um, just remember the last line. I think it summarizes the whole thing. See, he says, yours is the kingdom. It's about God being God. Essentially, you're recognizing God. You're God and I'm not. You're the king. You're in charge. I'm not. Yours is the kingdom. And then the next one is yours is the power. What is he saying, God? You are the source. Like, so if I want things to change in my life, I'm going to need your help and I need you to do this. And in some cases, these are extreme things like miracles. When somebody's sick, somebody's not doing well, and God shows up, he's the source. It only happens because of him. And when we need provision, we ask. God is the source. He provides. And the reason that's important to recognize is because when we realize it's God who's doing these things, then the last part is yours is the glory. He gets the credit for it. See, God doesn't want to answer prayers where you're going to get the credit for it. Why? Because it'll just puff you up and make you think you're better than you are. It'll make, it'll make you feel something you're not supposed to be. And God, th- he's saying that's worse you know, than, than not answering that prayer is, is better than giving you what you want because it's going to make you terrible. Because you'll get the credit. You'll get the glory. But when we recognize that God gets the credit for these things, man, he's, he's saying, all right, I can trust you with this because you understand it's, it's beyond you. You really don't have all that much power to accomplish things. So God, God is God. He gets, he's the source of all this, and he gets the credit. And that's, that's a summary of the Lord's Prayer. It's about God. All these things we're asking him is because he's going to show up, and then when he shows up, we say, yay, God, you're awesome. That is so great. And I promise, when you do it his way, he answers those prayers. He shows up and encourages you to build your faith to keep praying more, to keep going. So here's the last thing I'll say about prayer is this. Prayer, it works. Prayer works. The reason I pray is because it works. You know why you're all here today? Because of a lot of prayers that have gone on. God used prayer to create the growth, to create what we do here, even to accomplish today. Some of you are going to turn your heart over to God today. You know why? Because people have been praying for you. They're saying, God, would you lead them to a place where they realize they can't do it without your help? And we've been praying for months and for years so that people would show up and say, I think I'm going to try this. I've been looking for something that works. I'm going to try it. Because here's what I know. Everybody's looking for what works. Everybody. If you weren't, you wouldn't have charged up all your credit cards. You wouldn't be using money on resources, on things that really don't really make a difference. Why? Because we're, we're hoping that the thing we buy 
is going to work something in our life for us. Like it's going to fix something. And so we buy into, a lot of times emotionally, into the lie of saying, if you have this, you'll have all these things that come with it. A nice car, and we think all the things that come with it. But that's not really true. Because you, 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 you can't buy the things that you really need and really want. Those things come from doing the right things, implementing the right principles in your life. So you can't buy health. Yeah, you can buy a membership to a gym, or you can buy equipment that will help produce health. But you're not buying health itself. You're buying those things that are going to help you get the principles to accomplish health. Does that make sense? So in prayer, um, it works, but we need to learn the principles of why prayer works and the, and the principles of what makes prayer work in the first place. Tools that help us become healthy spiritually and other ways also. It's like this. So, so there's a principle that works to get the things that you're really after. Like there's a principle of everything in life that you're, if you're going after something in life, making money, there's principles that will help you make money. To have a healthy marriage, there's principles that help you help you get a healthy marriage. So the thing is, though, um, it, you have to work those principles to see them work for you in your life. Prayer is the same way. If you want prayer to work in your life, you have to learn what those principles are. How many of you guys want to learn what those principles are? Come back next week, and I'll tell you some more, all right? Honestly, I gave you some today, but we will the next few weeks be, un, be un, un, unfolding these and saying, hey, here's some more things. This is why prayer works. And we're going to look at throughout the Bible. What are some of the prayers that worked and why do they work? I gave you the prayer, and in the prayer are all the principles. Start, start praying them. And dig deeper. I'm going to challenge you. Dig deeper. Why, why are the, what are the principles? And why is it so important to pray this way? And then come back and we'll, we'll teach you some more. So here's our challenge for today. All right? I'm done with the message is this. Uh, our challenge is this. Use the Lord's Prayer as a model this week. Try it. It works. I'm serious. All right? Use the Lord's Prayer as a model. So it would look like this for me. All right? Um, when, when I pray in the mornings, when, when I use it as a model, I don't always use this model. Sometimes I use other models. Sometimes I just pray um, just what's on my heart. Um, but I, but I, I typically try to use this model just to start, and then sometimes I just get detoured in other things. But... Um, 21 seconds to pray the Lord's Prayer. When you insert other stuff, a minute, two minutes, three minutes, by the time you're done, you realize, wow, I really invited God in all these things. So I recognize, God, you're our Father, which means I believe you're a good Father and you have good gifts for us. The same way I have good gifts for my kids, right, and and I want them to think of me as a good Father, I recognize our Heavenly Father and saying, you're our Father. Your your name should be praised and worshipped and adored. Like People should recognize how awesome you are. Hallowed be your name. Like, I'm recognizing you, God, as being a good God. Your kingdom come and your will be done in earth, on earth, as it is in heaven. Father, I want today you to help me to accomplish what you want me to accomplish. Help me be the husband I need to be. Help me be the father I need to be, the pastor I need to be. Help me to have the the wisdom to be able to conduct the meetings I have today to, to do well, to accomplish more. I invite you, let your will be established. Help me to have those encounters. Give us this day our daily bread. God, I'm, I'm believing you to provide for my family because we need help. Right? We, have, we have a house that we're renting in another city, and God, we need your help to accomplish those things. My prayer, I answer those, those needs. God, we need this or that or whatever it is that I'm, I'm praying for. God, you give us, because you're our provider. You're the one that takes care of us. Forgive me of my sins. God, if there's things in my life that man, I've, I've done wrong, please reveal those. Please help me. Forgive me. And help me to forgive those that, that cause harm and want to do things to me. Let me forgive them. And lead me not to temptation today. Deliver me from the evil one. 
God, I pray that you would not allow his schemes and his plans to, just, to come against my family and cause harm. But we'll be aware of those. We'll, we'll be able to, to overcome whatever comes our way. Because yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. God, I invite you. You show up, and you, I promise you get all the credit for this. You get all the credit. I took, what, three minutes to pray the Lord's Prayer as a pattern? I didn't get distracted. It wasn't that hard. And that's what he's saying. Would you, would you learn to use this as a pattern? Use, learn to, to invite God into your day. What if prayer was our first response and not our last resort? Imagine what it would look like if in this room, just this room this week, we took it serious and said, I want prayer to be a priority. I know it works. I believe it works. I'm going to pray this week these principles, this, this prayer of saying, God, I invite you to lead my, my life. I promise, every day when you recognize that, and then like in three hours in your day, you start realizing you're getting upset. If you just pause and said, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God, come and help me today. This, this coworker is getting me like really mad, right? And you invite God to refocus and realign you, and you realize, man, they're just a person. And they might have had a fight with their spouse this morning or last night, and man, they're still reeling all over that, and who knows what's going on in their life. And then you, as you're thinking about it, you're praying, you're, you start praying for them, like, Man, they're really making me upset, but would you help them? And then what does God do? He begins to answer your prayers. And before you know it, your coworkers like chilled out and starting to calm down and maybe even fix some relationships. And you have more peace in your, your business. It's amazing how God does things. Sometimes that doesn't happen instantly. Sometimes it takes time, but it does work. He does show up. Imagine if we did this. Imagine what, what it would look like for you tomorrow when you wake up and you say, God, you're our father. You're my father. Lead me today. And in the day when things are challenging, you say, God, I invite you to lead me. How much more peace would you have? How much more joy would you have? How much more trust would you have? How much more, what's the word, likable would you be? Because you realize, man, it's really not that important. Those things are not that important. This is really more important. I promise God will refocus, realign, and help you to do that. So my challenge, pray it this week. Try it. It works. All right? For you that came today and this is new to you. Maybe this is the first time you've ever really talked about prayer or heard about prayer. Um, maybe this is the first time you've even thought about God being a good father. Well, today, um, I would love to be able to help you on this journey of recognizing that God has good plans for your life. You came today, maybe, I know, looking for something that works. Can I tell you, God works. He works amazing things in my life. I believe in God, not because of, because of a Bible, not because of, of, of things I've read, I believe in God because of how he showed up in the prayers that people have prayed throughout my history. My parents, other Christians that prayed for my parents that have prayed for me. I follow God because it works. And if you're here today and you're looking for something that works, I would love to lead you in that. And guess what? It starts with prayer. It's a prayer that acknowledges God, I have sinned. In fact, in Romans 10, 9, it says this. If you openly declare Jesus is Lord, that's prayer, and you believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a prayer and it's a belief that makes us right with God. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. He's looking at your heart. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved through a prayer. That's, that's between you and God. It's the greatest miracle that God ever, ever performs as a response to a prayer of salvation that will last for eternity. Healings are great. We pray for healing. We pray for finances. We pray for relationships. But a salvation, something that turns our heart to God, that's an eternal answer. The best answer we can ever expect to have. 
for our church, the greatest thing we pray for. God, help people to come to know you. And it goes on to say this, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So how many of you are ready to start that relationship today? Do me a favor. Just close your eyes and bow your head. As I've been talking, there's something in you that knows you, you need God in your life. I prayed for you this week. I know you're here. Actually, there's probably multiple people here. And God is saying, trust me with your life. My way works. And if you're here and you'd like to respond to that, I'm not going to call you to the front. All I'm going to ask is, would you pray, say a prayer with me in your seat? If that's you, you're here today, would you raise your hand and say, that's me? I want to invite God into my life. Awesome. I see your hands. I see your hands. Awesome. I see your hands. His ways work. Ours don't always work, but his always works. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Say, I'm here. I see your hand. Thank you. Awesome. For all you that pray, raise your hand, would you, would you just say this prayer? It's a conversation, invitation to God to start relationship with him. If you're a Christ follower, would you join us so they're not praying alone? Say this. Say, Father God, today I need your help. Forgive me of my sins, of my part. I believe you died on that cross for me so I can have a right relationship with you. I believe you're alive today. That you want to help me on this journey. I invite you to lead me and guide me. I give my life to you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.